Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Ann Harder here. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Central Texas Life. It is really going to be a fun half hour for you, I can guarantee you, because we're going to be talking to Sherry Keel. And uh, you have written a book, Sherry. You're joining us now from uh, just outside of Kansas City, a suburb in Kansas City. And you have written a book called Empty. This is not your first book, Sherry, but... It was kind of a departure for me uh because... Um, it was kind of like a pandemic book that I think, oh, I really need to write this because I do my snarky in the suburbs stuff. And I've written two books with, I'm going to call it the snarky in the suburbs character. So I really wanted to branch out and tell a different kind of story about aging, being in women and aging and having a lot of change in your life. And you're like, whoa, whoa, I don't want any change. I'm good. (laughs) I wanted to explore that. And that's where the fun begins. Your taglines are things like hell hath no fury, like a menopausal woman scorned. And uh, they're broke, bitter, and not ready to give up without a fight. Just uh, some of the the lines. It is a hilarious book, though. And, um, of course, Sherry, I've followed your career as snarky in the suburbs. Uh, It's kind of a a snarky um, Ann Landers, I guess, in a way, sort of. I mean, you answer questions, dear Abby. You know, you answer questions, but with a little, just a little edge to it. (laughs) And you've written a couple of other books. uh, Well, I know at least one um, kind of thinly veiled Waco area things. (laughs) Most definitely thinly veiled. Trouble in Texas. And, uh, but but empty. It really was a rollicking good time, as (laughs) as they say. was so much fun. And uh, in, in reading it and the characters that you have crafted, who are kind of relatable in a way and in other ways, you know, not, not too relatable, but how did you, how did you come up with these ladies, you know, and as I'm reading it, I'm kind of imagining this as a, a screwball comedy. I mean, I just think somebody should pick this up and make a movie well, out of it. from your lips to God's ears, Anne. I know, it'd be good. Definitely. Um, so I am an aging woman. Um, the characters are set like just at 50, I'm older than 50, Um, but in my 50s, a lot of stuff was happening to a lot of my friends. Um, The divorce rate now in the 50 age category, if that is the highest divorce age, you get your kids gone, they're in school, 
and then you look at your spouse and you're like, who are you? I think that we use all our kids' activities and all their competition sports as a spouse avoidance strategy because you're always with your kid or your husband has one kid doing soccer and then you've got another that's kid. That's true. I mean, that's American life. And your weekends are sucked up. You're traveling with these kids and it's a spouse avoidance strategy. And then when those kids are gone and you don't have all that distraction and sound and fury, you're like, oh, so <laughs> maybe, maybe I, part of the reason pickleball is becoming so popular oh now, because gosh, that is something pickleball. that, that couples can do mm-hmm. together because, you know, as you say, you're, you're having to, to rediscover who this person is and that you've got this you empty nest like with what you rediscover. <laughs> So it's like, why um, did I ever pick this to be good with? <laughs> yeah. So I had a lot of friends slash acquaintances mm-hmm. getting divorced. Um, and one of the main things with getting divorced is that these women who had, I'm just going to say, sacrificed themselves on the altar of motherhood yeah. had nothing. They were very well educated. they had had careers in the beginning, but then they became moms. And let me tell you, nothing is more debilitating than trying to find a job at 50 something. I mean, if you, you know, do resumes online, they have bots that are going to kick it out just based on your age or, you know, you don't put your age, but they can figure out when you graduated college and they boot you because you just, no one wants you. I've had every 50 year old friend that has gotten divorced that has had to get a job to live they've had to go into sales because they couldn't ever get back into the career in which they're trained for because think about it, if you have a kid at 30 and you're 50 and you get divorced and you have to start looking for a job and not that motherhood is not the hardest job you'll ever have no it's true feeling yeah. but it's not like you weren't working and it's no one cares that you were president of the junior league and no one cares that you ran your pta and no one cares that you were the president of a nonprofit you know, on their board with a huge budget that you helped oversee. No one cares. They want to know about the job you had that made money. So these women had like just a heck of a time finding employment. Um, so you wrap all that in that, you know, you got your kids launched, you know, and that's when you're patting yourself on the back. I mean, currently sure. I have two children with 401ks and I'm just like, high five me. Mom. <laughs> Amen. Um, so, um, you know, you get them launched, you get them in college and you're ready to like, you know, embrace the empty nest. And all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not going to have a spouse. You're not going to have a job. You're not going to have health insurance, which to me is the most frightening thing ever not to have health insurance. Amen. Um, so have fun, have fun, have fun starting over at 50. Well, and you may not even have a house, which exactly, or a place to live, you know, exactly. And then it's all brought it home to me when right before the pandemic, I was fired. And the reason I was fired was for being too fabulous. Now you may be thinking, no, how could <laughs> someone fire Sherry Keel? And I can't like, imagine. How could? Um, yeah. I mean, it was just, I was editor of a magazine. And um, so when I called back, I go, I was just fired. And my husband's like, it's because you were too fabulous. And I'm like, am <laughs> my fabulous? And he's like, exactly. But here's the great thing. I had a husband to go home to that was going to make everything all better. Right. Right. He had the health insurance. His job paid, you know, many, many more times than mine. Um, So I was fine. But I was thinking as I was driving home for him to pump me up, how fat, you know, fabulous I was that, oh, my God, what if I didn't have him? That's right. And I, this time I still had Bella in a very expensive college. This is your daughter. Yes. I go, you know, I at least had my son out of college. I go, what? would I do? I couldn't pay the mortgage. I couldn't pay my bills. I couldn't keep on paying my daughter's tuition. It just, 
I would have no health insurance because it was connected, you know, to my husband. So it just kind of made me think I want to write this book. Yeah. And I want to explore this happening. I set the book in Orange County, California, because let's face it, I'd already done Waco with trouble in Texas. And I just <laughs> And you were gonna I get into wanted... more trouble if you <laughs> Yes, exactly. I had to to give that a break. Um so I wanted, you know, and I'd been in Orange County so much because that's where my daughter goes to school in Southern California. And the women there are just like nuts. Remember, I was moving my daughter into the dorm, and she, like I said, she went to school in Southern California. And Every single mom looked fabulous. Yeah. And I'm there like how you move a kid into school. I had a leggings and a t-shirt and tennis shoes from Target. I mean, that's, you're, you're doing heavy lifting. And it was like, it was hilarious. My daughter and I just started laughing. My husband didn't know what we were laughing about. He's like, what's so funny? We whisper, I go, then look at the other moms. He goes, your mom <laughs> looks great. I'm like, I do not look like a fancy mom. Okay. Not fancy, um, maybe. Plus like all, they're like, they they were just perfect. I mean, they didn't have a wrinkle. Their hair was done. Plus, you know those false eyelashes thing where people get the eyelash extensions. Yeah, now? I've got them on right now, Sherry. So be okay. careful. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know if that's. <laughs> the, I mean, they had like the ones where you're like, is something wrong? Because they're like, <laughs> um, yeah, till so they start we, looking we, sad, like mine are looking yeah. now. Let me just tell you, fish out of water. Yeah, well, water. that's then, funny. Like, my daughter told me like after a freshman year, she's like, don't do anything to your face. I go, okay, one afraid of needles, two can't afford it. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I go, why? She goes, cause you look like a regular mom. I go, should I be insulted or take that as a compliment? She goes, well, you just kind of look like your age that you're supposed to look. And I go, not really a compliment. Still, yeah. Pretend it's okay. Um, <laughs> so then I wanted to like, then she had a roommate who's, I don't know, stories of a mom of a mom who like did all this stuff to her face and it like melted. Oh, and that, there are know. some so horror I just stories. Yeah. That into these, I just worked that into these, um, these different characters. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that really was a cautionary tale because one of your characters was a television actress. She was an actor and, and kind of put on hold her career and so forth. And, and then did what we've seen, you know, other celebrities do and, and just make themselves look like freaks. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like, sad. I mean, yeah, we've all seen it. I mean, you know, if you're going through Instagram, you're like, Whoa, what happened there? Um, <laughs> but I get it. It's addictive. I'm sure you get a little, and then you want a little bit more and then you have another birthday comes by and you want a little bit more and you want to stay competitive. I mean, that's, you know, youth is well, and that's the thing. That is the kind of business that that they were in, and and of course that character was just hysterical. She's she I was wonderful. She just, is wonderful. Um, uh, one of one of your characters was a businesswoman. Um, yes, and this number like type lady and another part of this is a person who I, you know she's just like you know we all know those people and I watch those people. I was not one of those people but that they do everything right. I call them like the, the goody two shoes. They like in high school, they're like senior class president and they're presidents of like, you know, fellowship of Christian athletes. And they're always busy, 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 busy. And I'm over there, you know, in high school at Richfield high school. Now wake up, I eat a Snickers bar going, how do they do all that <laughs> stuff? You know, you know, for the people that are destined for greatness, why yourself, I'm just getting tired of watching that. So, and then they go to college and they do everything. So, you know, that you think they're going to like, their, their path is written. I mean, they're going to have like this fabulous life because they're so like, you know, focused and on top of it. And, you know, I, you know, 
God, how many times I had to call my dad saying, I lost my car keys. So, I mean, it was a family joke. But anyways, the people that have it all together and then what happens when you have it all together and then, you know, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and you don't. So yeah. just exploring all those things, you know, just like when you're supposed to be at the top of career, when you successfully like, you know, got your children. Yeah, there's no reason for it nothing. not to be perfect, you know, and then it exactly. suddenly is is not perfect. So we've talked about Marie. We've talked about Cassie. Uh, Julie. Okay, she's a composite of a lot of women women I know that I've met throughout my lifetime. Um, this is a very driven um, woman. She had like a terrible childhood, but she rose above it. Um, and I mean, just just really like horrible mom. She's from Texas, of course. Um, and the finale of the book, of course, takes place in Texas. <laughs> um, so, and she kind of just rose above it and kind of worked very, very hard and um, got married, but she, her husband's also from Texas, but he was kind of like, you know, the biggest country bumpkin ever. And, you know, didn't have shoes that weren't flip-flops. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but anyway, I'm wearing flip-flops too. So be careful. And I have currently new shoes. (laughs) So first, you know, I shouldn't be casting as, you know, stone. (laughs) So anyways, she like, you know, they kind of remake themselves and they moved to California because they're like, you know, California is the place to re-envision yourself to whatever, you know, you want to be. Right. And um, they start this, um, ends up being a very successful um, financial investment business. And she, because she's dumb, but I mean, I can totally see myself doing this. She is like the brains behind the business, but she makes her husband the face of the business. And so, you know, um, and she hires a really smart woman to help them. So when he dumps her and basically ghosts her and disappears with all their money and she's trying to find work, it's like, well, I had this financial planning business and they're like, well, what did you, you know, she was not listed as like doing anything, although she's the one that started it with her money and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So basically um, got, got the shaft. She did get the shaft. And, but from the outside looking in, and we've all done this, I've done this like so many times. You look at this person, this woman, you're like, oh my God, perfect life, beautiful house, beautiful clothes, you know, seems like really nice kids. And you're just like, how, like, you know, it's like, how does she do it? And you're a little bit jealous because, you know, you look at this woman and you're like, I'm a hot mess compared to her. And you want to hate her a little bit. And maybe you do. So, and she runs everything at school, you know, one of those moms. Um, So, and then all of a sudden, she doesn't have anything. And I did yeah. have, you know, I have had at least, you know, I'm going to say several friends who have been just ghosted by their husbands. Their husbands disappear or wow. if they're not ghosted, they have no money. So when they husband says he's going to leave them, he's taken all the money. He's taken all the credit cards. He's changed bank accounts and they didn't know. So they're not, you know, all the money's been moved. And honestly, that could happen to a lot of us because in my husband's I relationship, he does all the money stuff. So yeah. he keeps me informed, but a lot of times I'm zoning out. I'm like, oh, mom, 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 you know, um, it's like when he talks about our retirement, I'm like, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be here before you lot. know it. <laughs> no, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Like, okay, just set aside. And then we're going to move this over that. And I think we need to get an eye bond. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing. He knows all that stuff. I'm in the no, same situation. Me, yeah. But I mean, he could screw me over and I wouldn't even know it. I mean, because it's your husband. You know, um, yeah. of course, since writing this book, I'm like, I want to know everything. Um, so I think it's it's very easy for, 
for that to happen to a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to like, you know, really think about this. What would you do if your life that you thought was like fabulous and settled where you wake up one morning, no husband, no money, and you got a whole lot of problems. Yeah. And yeah. what would you do about it? Okay. And so to make it fun. Yeah. And so, so three really, really engaging characters, but they meet. <laughs> How did you come up with the way they met? I mean, have you, I didn't even know this was a thing. Is it really a okay. thing? So on my way to Krispy Kreme donuts, which I'm just going to say, I go to quite frequently. Um, <laughs> There is a, a medical testing facility where you can like check in, you know, and get money for medical testing and everything. Oh, really? So every time I drive by it, I'm like, what, what that is like? So I called and pretended to be a person that wanted to be tested for, you know, like, you know, for like a drug. So, um, and uh, I said, well, I'm going to need a tour first before like I spend 30 days here and everything. And they said, well, it doesn't work that way. So then I had to call a couple of places and I got in for like, you know, a tour and the the money's not bad. I mean, really? if you need money and for one month you can stay in a dorm environment and make $9,800. Meanwhile, you're getting, it's rent free and you're getting food. If you really needed money, that would be a chunk of money after a month. So yeah. of course the higher the money, you know, the more the drug could, you know, mess with you. But if you need money, I mean, I was thinking, well, you know, that'd be one way to do it. So, but it's funny because when you go online and look at a lot of these places, it does look like, oh, it looks like a pretty, you know, decent hotel. It's the one I saw, it was like, you know, living back in the dorm. I mean, I don't know, at my age, I don't want to be in a bunk bed. That's yep. just me. Some people might like it. Um, but I guess if you're so, desperate enough, you do yeah, what, exactly. you, do what you need to do. Enough. Um, and then... I thought, well, what if like it was like a menopause drug, you know, <laughs> like, because I'm like, I mean, would that be like the most, like, just think about it. you're 50 and you got nothing. And the only thing you got going for us is that your estrogen level is depleting. And apparently that's something someone wants to investigate and pay you money for. So, and I thought it'd be a great way for those three women to meet up because how else would they ever have? Right. You know, they would have really not much in common. So yeah. they, so, so they had their desperation in common, right? Their was desperation was in common. And, uh, yeah, anyway, it is, it is just hysterical. The things that happen to them and, uh, the skills that they have acquired over the years, how they're put into play to, uh, to, to bring about some justice, which is that, exactly. you know, I, I was kind of going through, cause I always, when I know I'm going to interview somebody about a book, I, you know, I, I highlight things and, and what I highlighted was all your references to Joanna Gaines. So. Okay. There were a couple. Because <laughs> there were a couple. Joanna Gaines did trick out, like, you know, she could get into the mobile home business, the trailer <laughs> business with the ship lab. With the ship lab. Yeah. And you can get Joanna Gaines chairs at like Nebraska Furniture Mall. That's true. They're all over the place. And Target, you can pick up a Joanna Gaines, whatever you want at Target. So I just thought that was like fun to throw in because I know a lot of people. Would <laughs> you like know, a lot of people would see yeah. that. Well, I, I certainly yeah. got a certainly got a kick out of that. And uh, no, it is madcap hilarity, I should say. Little salty language. And you did warn me about that. I did. I warned you because um, like when you first said I want the book, I'm like, oh, my God. There's cursing and uh, <laughs> Anne Harder is going to read curse words. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. 
was befitting the characters. It I did, yeah. Gratuitous, because I would never right. just do like, you no. know, gratuitous cursing. But I think it was like befitting the characters. They weren't around young children. You know, it's like three desperate women talking and they're going to let like a curse word fly. Yeah. So, well, I have to say, I mean, I could see situation comedy out of this, or maybe not a Hallmark movie, but uh, no, definitely not a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Especially, they just, you know, the Hallmark movies did get a shout out, though. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to learn more about Sherry Keel. We're going to oh, we're going to di- dive a little topic. bit. Your favorite topic, and uh, so we're, yeah, we're going to visit just a little bit more. But you stay with us. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of. And some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything. And and basically, I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe (laughs) bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot.
Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. We're back again with Sherry Keel, who is joining us via Zoom from her home in a Leeward, Kansas. Is that right? Leeward, Kansas. No. Yeah, it's a beautiful suburb of Kansas City. We Kansas love City. Leeward. You and your wonderful husband, Cliff, and your kiddos, Austin and Bella. Of course, I remember, let's go back, because you mentioned Richfield High School. We just had our high school reunion and walked through the halls of Richfield. You should have been with us, because they're going to tear the thing down. No, they're tearing down the high school. Yep, yep. Building a new one, time. building a whole. Yeah, it's. I guess it's, it's time. Old. It was it, old when I was there. Well, yeah, well, because you, you're younger, much younger than I am. Yeah, a lot younger well, than not I. Much, but yeah, it was old when I was there. Well, so yeah, that that's happening. Uh, but that says you are you know grew up in Waco, and uh, that kind of helped you form you know some of the background I guess on your on your trouble in Texas book, that is hilarious as well. But um. Met uh, Cliff in high school. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, all right. So I know that he was. He's from here. And uh, you. Um, let's see. Went to college. I know you went to UT. No, I went to Baylor, and my husband went to University of Texas. Okay. I knew somebody was. Somebody was at UT. Yeah. My dad told me I was going to Baylor because my <laughs> sister went to the University of Texas and came home drinking a beer out of a can. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was more upset about the beer or the fact that she didn't have it in a glass. But he looked at me and he said, <laughs> "You're going to Baylor." I'm like, "Okay." Okay. And I loved it. Love Baylor. Love it so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do too. So, uh, yeah, and and uh, and Cliff, he's had a, an amazing career with uh, public television. He certainly has, and he's loved it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's uh, you've you've moved around a little bit, uh, but but we you worked you were here you were here in Waco. Uh, work you yeah. worked at Channel Ten, right? Oh my gosh, it was my first job. KWTX at Channel 10, and I'm forever indebted to them. And Jackie Wooldridge, shout out to her, got me that job. Yeah. She made a phone call and got me that job. Well, she says she didn't, but I know she did. So <laughs> much gratitude to her. It's it's good to know people. That That's true. Yeah. But uh, of course, we got to know each other when you were working at KXXV. You were doing which, mornings. Which is great if you're a mom with young kids. Yeah. Because you go to work when they're asleep and you get home right when they're waking up. So it was a perfect job. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that was, you know, and of course, I remember looking back at there were some some bloopers with <laughs> with Sherry every every oh, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Blooper might be my middle name. Oh, so. but anyway, we 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 had some fun. We had some fun back in those days. So uh, so you you moved to Reno. I know y'all were in uh, Nevada yeah. for a while. And we loved like uh, we loved it. We loved I mean, our kids became such great skiers because you're super close to Lake Tahoe. I mean, I would drop 
my daughter went to afternoon kindergarten there. So we would drop my son off to school and then we would drive up and ski. And then we would um, ski some, my daughter and I, and then I would drop her off at kindergarten. I mean, it was like a crazy lifestyle. That is amazing. So good that they're, you know, they're amazing skiers. So, and I think that's one of the reasons my daughter likes the West Coast. Yeah. She's out there. Yeah. She kind of cut her teeth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, You ended up though in Kansas City and and you said you wanted to stay there. You've been there. Yeah. We wanted wanted the kids to graduate high school here. I didn't want to like bounce them around a lot when they were, you know, I just think it'd be horrible to have a kids, you know, move in high school uh, because I did. So I didn't want to do that to my own kids. Um, and we just like really like it. We like being centrally located. And I mean, I call it pressing the easy button. It's just easy. Everything's easy here. I was in California last week with my daughter. I'm like, this is not the easy button. I mean, yeah. you know, California's <laughs> hard. I mean, just from the driving and the traffic and, you know, um, so we just totally love living here. Yeah. Very much. Still have folks here in Waco. My husband is in Waco right now visiting his mom. Oh, yes, both my parents are deceased, but my, my mother-in-law is still going strong. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I hope when you're in town, you know, we can, we can get together, but through these, through these years, you have, we mentioned it earlier, you have, you have a crafted character, uh, a writer named, well, you, you just called it snarky in the suburbs is snarky your name or. Well, here's the deal on that. So when we moved from Reno to Kansas city, as is the case. I was like really lonely because I left behind some great friends Mm -hmm. and I was sending some emails just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends said, Oh, these are really funny. You should start a blog. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So I called my son my 14 year old son at the time. And I go, Austin, set me up a blog. And he's like, (laughs) all right. Okay. And um, so he goes, what do you want to call it? I go, I don't know. He goes, looked at me. He goes, how about snarky in the suburbs? And I'm like, that works. And I love alliteration. So let's go with that. So he just set me up a WordPress blog called Snarky in the Suburbs. And it's just taken off from there. It is hysterical. And I've always thought you have the most wonderful sense of humor. Um, the You just see things in such a funny way. You know what I think that is? It's from being a reporter for so many years. Because mm-hmm. Like, if you met me, I'm not the life of a party. I mean, people meet me and I think they're really disappointed because they expect me to be the life of a party. I'm the person standing back looking in. I think it's just being a reporter because you notice stuff. I mean, you're trained to notice stuff. Basically, you're paid to notice stuff. So it makes me an observer of people. And I think that really helps my writing. Plus, to be able, like with my books, to write fiction after being like, you know, I worked for CNN on the Wall Street Journal, having to be a hardcore reporter and always think about facts, facts, facts. You never want to get anything wrong because you lose your credibility. And blah, oh, yeah. Blah, blah. So to be able to write fiction is like, <laughs> it's fabulous. No one's fact checking my fiction. I love it. It's such like a creative release. It was fantastic. Well, your your imagination, though, I mean, and, and, and it's, as you say, empty, you, you have these amazing characters that you've crafted that, uh, th- that are based on what you've observed. Yes. But, and your friends, the lives that they're lived and yeah, yeah. Well, it is it is a hysterical book and, uh, and empty. How can folks get a copy? Well, just go to Amazon, you can do my name, or you can just type in empty or snarky in the suburbs and everything you want will pop up in the Amazon. All my books are in ebook, paperback or audiobook. You, so you got the audio. Of course, you know, I advise that you should have done the audio for the audiobook, but you did not. Okay, here's the deal on that. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of technical expertise because Amazon really? Audible will kick it out if it's not perfect technically. So it's not like you can just sit at home and do and it. And record I mean, something. 
Yeah. Like the people that are helping you do your podcast, you just I mean, please, everyone needs to appreciate the power. of. Oh, and I do. I, I thank them. I thank them every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, it's. And they do audiobooks here too <laughs> at Rogue Media. A little shout out yeah, to. Uh, let's do a plug. Yeah. They need all the plugs they can get because it's like, you know, you know, I may try it with my next book, but it's just, it's like you said, it's, it's a lot of technical stuff. I mean, yeah. like I said, you can't do it at home. That's, so, that's not going to pass much. So, what, what is your next book? Okay. So, I have a book coming out in September, mid September, called Four Seasons of Snarky. And it's back to my snarky in the suburbs character. And what I did, I cheated and I took um, my favorite blog post and kind of did a compilation. I have like almost 1400 blog posts. So I picked my favorites and it's, um, they're based like, you know, different seasons. And I thought about like, I go, oh, should I do this? But then I'm like, well, when I die, no one's going to pay my WordPress fee and all those blogs are going to go away. So I go, I'm just going to put it in a book. So at least my grandchildren, Aww. I don't have any, you know, what if they want to look back and read and go, oh, grandma was crazy. And then my son and daughter can go, <laughs> you betcha. She sure was we crazy. knew her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just, I'm going to price it, you know, very low. And I mean, my husband's laughing. He goes, so in your description on Amazon, you're going, do not buy this book. If you've read every blog post, I go, yeah, because I don't want people to think they've been like, cheated or something so but if you haven't and a lot of these are gems that people like haven't gotten like you know a ton of you know hits or reads but um i, I just wanted to offer that out plus there's some really long format blog posts like three thousand four thousand words and i call them like novellas and it helped me think i could write a book because i could write a story you know right that was that long so and then in january of 2023 I'm very excited about this. I have a book coming out called Death of a Dance Diva and it's a snarky in the suburbs mystery because I've always wanted to do a mystery and I've always wanted to write about crazy dance moms because not that I was a crazy dance mom. I was the same dance mom observing the crazies. But I felt like I had to wait till my daughter totally was out of that environment long <laughs> enough so no one would come after exactly. me. Exactly. Kind of like Trouble in Texas. Yeah, so, kind of like Trouble in I Texas. I there. I can write it. So I wanted to be, she's four years out of the competitive dance world and I just wanted to do like uh it's a murder at a national dance competition oh my and goodness moms that you know that they're like did she do it did she do it did she do it just to you know explore all that and i am having a blast writing it it's like so <laughs> much fun of course my daughter snarky jr goes well maybe i'll read this one since it's about dance and i'm like well thank oh, you really I, I hope you can find the time so she's not reading so. all of your 1400 blog posts no my kids read nothing and i like to keep it that way <laughs> And my husband barely reads anything except he has to read some because people will go, because I write a column for the Kansas City Star, a weekly column for the Kansas City Star also. So people will always say stuff. Oh, I read what Sherry wrote. And he's like, what you write, what you write. What well, you? I, what I write was about it? him a lot. So it behooves yeah. him to maybe know. And we were at an event last week and he tries to tell somebody, oh, Sherry wrote. And he's like, she makes up a bunch of stuff. I go, go ahead and tell yourself that because I don't. And, um, he goes, well, I have to tell myself that just to, you know, keep myself sane. So, um, you know. Well, we're definitely going to have to do this again. <laughs> when, well, thank you for having when me. When you're so next, this is so much fun. I missed seeing you and I wish you were sitting right here on the couch next to me. Who do I? Yeah, no, nah, I would just be so much fun. Next time you are in town, do <laughs> be sure to get in touch with me. But Empty 
is a book you should read because it is just so much fun. It's really, really fun. And uh, again, you can go to Amazon, Sherry Keel, S-H-E-R-R-Y-K-U. There are a lot of ways to spell Sherry. There are, and there are a lot of ways to spell Keel. It is like a name that you always have to spell for people, yeah. which is why we named our kids first names that anyone could spell. Right. Because, you know, it's it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> K-U-E-H-L. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Sherry, it's been a delightful time. And thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It was good to see you. Oh, you too. I know. And thank you for being with us. Join us again next time for Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.